Hello, and welcome to the third episode for Season 2 of the Personal Finance Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Please be sure to follow the Personal Finance Podcast Instagram at Personal Finance Podcast 80 as well. You can also follow the Twitter page for updates on the Personal Finance on Twitter. Alright, now let's get into today's episode. But before we start today's episode, I did do an episode on Index Fund Investing, which was the 17th episode in Season 1, and it was released on February the 3rd, 2021. Now you can check that episode out after... Or even before this. Now, in today's episode, we'll be talking about index funds versus mutual funds. What are they? How do you invest in them? And what are the advantages and disadvantages of both? Okay, let's get right in. Okay, let's begin by talking about what an index fund and mutual fund actually is. So first, I'm going to give a breakdown of what an index fund is, and then we'll talk about a mutual fund. So an index fund is a created portfolio of stocks or bonds that are basically designed to perform based on the market rates and market index. This means that if you invest in an index fund, it may give you a better return based on how the overall market performs. Normally, index funds also have lower fees, which is good as you can start by investing a small amount of money passively. Now, if you're just a beginner or deciding to start your financial journey by investing in this fund, you may need anywhere from 100 to $500. An index fund can be exchange traded fund, which means that you could purchase a share like this from a brokerage or even a stock market. So if you're deciding to invest in an index fund, here are a few examples of index funds. So these are four examples of index funds. So the CIBC, Canadian Index Fund, iShares Corp, S&P, US Total Market Index Fund, iShares USIG Corporate Bond Index ETF, Canadian Hedged, and the TD International Index Fund. Now, these are just examples. They're not the, necessarily the best or the worst or whatever. You'd have to do your own research to find out which is the best index fund. Now, let's look further into this. An index fund is a type of mutual fund that's designed to passively track a specific stock market index, such as the S&P Composite Index, the Benchmark Canadian Index, or the S&P 500, which index in the United States. Now, index funds allow investors to mimic the performance of one or more of these indexes, typically at a much lower cost than an actively managed fund. Now, index funds are well-suited for individual investors who don't have the time, skill, or patience to analyze and manage a portfolio of individual stocks or actively manage mutual funds. Furthermore, because of the relatively low cost and broad diversification that index funds offer, passive investors can typically outperform active investors over the long term. Now, here are some facts about index funds. An index fund is a portfolio of securities designed to mirror the makeup or performance of a particular stock or bond market index. Index funds typically have lower uh, fees than actively managed mutual funds as well. And it can also be referred to as passive investing. They're designed to deliver uh, market returns minus a small fee. They also should outperform actively funds, actively managed funds over the long term due to lower fees and broader diversification. diversification. However, that is not guaranteed. And index funds also help balance uh, risk in an investor's portfolio. Now, you may also be thinking how index fund investing may be during this pandemic as well. Well, it may be... Well, I would say that during this pandemic, uh, index fund investing may be good and it may not be as well because it depends on how the market reacts and depends on which one you which fund you have really invested in. So again, that would really uh, mean that you'd have to do your own research and really see which one has been hit the hardest. Okay, now let's talk about some of the disadvantages and advantages 
of investing in index funds. Before we do this, let's look at the key things about an index fund. So an index fund give you a, gives you a quick measure of the state of a market. Index funds are a low-cost way to invest money, provide better returns than most fund managers, and also help investors to achieve their goals more consistently. On the other hand, many index funds put too much weight on large cap stocks as well and their lack of flexibility in managed funds. Several prominent investors and numerous respected academics believe most people are better off with index funds due to their low fees and broader diversification. Now let's look at the advantages. So there are three advantages and there are four disadvantages. So let's start with the advantages. So if you invest in an index fund, you will have greater diversification in the market. The costs may be low depending on how you decide to invest. You may have a good yearly market return, but there's no guarantee. You always have to remember that investing, you're not guaranteed to make money, which is why you have to do your own research. Okay, now let's talk about the four disadvantages. The four disadvantages are lack of flexibility. You may not get big gains in the beginning. There's only a single strategy and requires a lot of research, which I've always mentioned, based on different investors and financial situations. Overall, investing in an index fund may be good, and some key things to remember are looking at the investment minimums, the account minimums, fees, risks, expense ratios, the tax ratio, and many other things based on your financial situation. You may even want to speak to a professional as you could gain more knowledge. If you were doing self-investing, there's a lot of research required and a professional may also be able to tell you about the average taxes for a fund and other things as well. Okay, now let's talk about mutual funds. A mutual fund is an investment that may be managed in more of a professional manner. This may include multiple parties, meaning investors that make and purchase investments on your behalf. Again, you would need to consult a professional to ask about the specifics. However, let's now look at the more common types of mutual funds. The common types of mutual funds are money market funds for short-term fixed income equity funds, where you may invest to own a part of the company and balance funds are balance funds as, a, as they contain a stock, bond, and even a money market. But most funds may just be in the stocks or bonds. Also, a balance fund would give you good diversification in the market. Now, there are many more types of mutual funds, but there are three main ones. Now, before we talk about that, to put it into simpler terms, a mutual fund works in four simple ways. So the first way is there are multiple investors that put their money into the market together. The second way is that there is a fund manager that will choose the securities and stocks to invest in based on what you discussed. The third thing is then after securities are put for an order, they place an order in the market and then it gets processed. And lastly, the returns are passed to each of the investors and the fund manager will also take a small cut. Now, it's important to note this. The fund manager would take a small percentage of the money from each client, which would accelerate their business as well. Now, let's look at some Canadian mutual funds. So the four Canadian mutual funds are an example of four Canadian mutual funds would be the Purpose Canadian Equity Growth, Signature Global Technology Corp, Desjardins, Overseas Equity Growth, and the last one is TD Science and Technology. Now, these are just examples that I have that I found online for Canadian uh, mutual funds, but please be sure to do your own research. So now I decided to analyze one of these and take a deeper dive to see actually what they are about. And I chose to analyze the I chose to analyze the TD Science and Technology Mutual Fund. Now, this may be good, but again, that's basically on the analysis. So let's further look at some key things. Now, the key reasons to own this would be 
because the fund offers the means to pursue an aggressive growth strategy by adding sector funds to an existing well-diversified growth portfolio already. And the fund offers a way to invest in industries that are not yet mature and have prospects for above average growth over the long term. So this would be in the science and technology field. And so startup companies um, like tech companies, like cybersecurity companies, science, different science companies that are coming up with good solutions. So you may be able to, may be able to invest in startup companies as well in a mutual fund uh, based on what's available. Now let's look at the key factors. So the minimum investment you need is $500 and the minimum pre-authorized purchase plan you would need is $25. And if you, there's also an early redemption fee so that's up to 2% of the purchase cost if redeemed within seven days of the purchase. So now these are just some of the requirements to invest in a specific fund. And this was just an example. So please be sure to do your own research before investing in anything. In order to get a good return on investment, you may need to invest a large amount of money. Now, Canadian index mutual funds do show better long performance than many actively managed mutual funds with long-term track records. That's partly because... Index mutual funds fees run as low as 0.70% of your assets per year compared to 2.5% on more of actively managed mutual funds. Now, let's look at the key takeaways of mutual funds. Now, they're the most popular investment choice in the U.S. I don't know about Canada, but this is mostly in the U.S. And advantages for investors include advanced portfolio management, dividend reinvestment, risk reduction, convenience, and even fair pricing. Now, the disadvantages may include high fees, tax inefficiency, poor trade execution, and even the potential for management abuses. Now, the management abuses means that your money may not be diversified properly or may not be properly. That's why if you want to do it self-directed or even go a better route, index fund is better because in mutual funds, you would also need more money up front. Now, let's look, some, let's look at some of the advantages. So the advantages are there may be a greater portfolio management. You can also reinvest your dividend returns. They're low minimum investments. The disadvantages are there can be very high expensive ratios. Manager may invest a greater amount of money than you actually have. And there may be poor trading execution as well. Now, overall, mutual funds offer investors a great way to diversify their holdings, just like index funds, instantly. Unlike stocks, investors can put a small amount of money into one or more funds and access a diverse pool of investment options. So you can buy units in a mutual fund that invests as many as 20 to 30 different securities as well. Overall, you may want to start investing with mutual funds if you're a beginner, maybe because you might want to start off by yourself by opening a brokerage account and looking at making small investments and seeing how they work in the market. As you gain a better understanding over time, looking into mutual funds would be good for more diversification. So now I was like, I, I'm pretty sure based on my research and based on what I'm speaking in this episode, I would say that index funds are good for a beginner to start. And then mutual funds would be when you have a bit more money and you want your funds to be managed with a funds manager or someone that's trusted and they can help you add even more to accelerate your portfolio and money. It is also important to remember that investing for the long term is when you mainly see the growth because it is also important to invest steadily. Also, another important note is that depending on which accounts your stock earnings go into, you may also have to pay taxes on capital gain. So if you do it in a TFSA, that's a tax-free savings account, so you may not pay any taxes, it all depends. An RRSP is taxed when you withdraw money, but the money will continue, uh, the money may grow over time. And the personal account is, this money will be taxed if you're using it for personal things. And then there's also an emergency fund, you're creating savings so that 
that wouldn't be taxed either or maybe when you withdraw it that's why for these specific accounts you would have to do your research and really look at the um, accounts and what's taxed and what's not taxed and again to know more information information about taxes you should be either speaking to a professional or researching online now overall investing in index funds uh, is also a good start as a beginner to get good exposure to the market rather than investing in individual stocks which requires more research and mutual funds i would say are more for people who have developed a good portfolio and have more money to invest which is essentially having greater capital now if you invest in a mutual fund when you have a little bit less money you may not get a good uh, fund manager either but if you because right you don't have that much room to work with essentially you don't have that much capital to work with which may be a bit bad that's why you may want to start off with an index fund again it all depends on your financial situation so please be sure to do your own research and this is what you need to know about an index fund versus mutual fund thanks for listening to the third episode in season two of the personal finance podcast hopefully you got a good understanding of what an index fund and mutual fund is also it is important to remember that all this information including specific mutual funds and index funds mentioned are examples and the podcast host is not telling you to specifically invest in them. All information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only. Please be sure to do your own research before investing anywhere as you have to make a smart decision based on your financial situation. Also, it's important to remember that when you're investing, you are never guaranteed to make money, which is why you should always do your own research. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for uh, another episode this week now before you go the next week's episode will be how how in today's episode yeah it will be how you can get into the stock market as a beginner now uh, we'll be talking about that and seeing what brokerage maybe you could start off by or what may be the best way to enter the market so stay tuned for that episode that's episode's probably going to be coming out on uh, let's see the episode's probably going to be coming on Thursday, so stay tuned for that. That'll probably be in April, uh, the month of April, so stay tuned for that episode, and thanks for listening.